Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello. And in this week's episode, I'm sharing my thoughts on children who have asthma and how teachers and other carers can ensure these children are safe when they're at school or when they're taken on school trips or outings or when they're being cared for away from home. So, what do teachers and carers need to know about asthma? First of all, let me help you understand some of the important things about asthma. Asthma is a disease of the lungs, which are large air sacs which contain lots of smaller air sacs and which are in close contact with the blood. Oxygen is essential for keeping us alive, and the lungs are responsible for getting oxygen from the air into our blood in our bodies. So what happens is that the air gets breathed in into the lungs through the air passages, which are like small tubes. Now the air goes down those air passages into small air sacs, and the oxygen is then taken into blood cells to the rest of the body. At the same time, the blood moves carbon dioxide into those air sacs, which is then breathed out through the air passages into the air. So any disease that affects the lungs is potentially very dangerous, because a shortage of oxygen is harmful, and too much carbon dioxide is also harmful. So asthma is one of those diseases that affects the lungs. In fact, Asthma is the commonest long-term chronic disease in childhood and it affects at least one in seven children depending on different geographical locations in the world. 
So teachers will have children with asthma in their classes, and some of these children who have asthma may not yet be diagnosed. So asthma is a chronic ongoing disease and is caused by inflammation, which is really irritation that happens in the air passages inside the lungs. This inflammation is there all the time, and sometimes it flares up and causes symptoms, which could get worse and develop into severe attacks, which can sometimes be life-threatening. Flare-ups or attacks are also sometimes called exacerbations. I prefer the word attacks, but a lot of people use the words flare-ups. The common symptoms of asthma are coughing, wheezing. Now, wheezing is a whistling noise coming from the chest and shortness of breath or difficulty breathing. And a child may have one or all four of these symptoms from time to time. So it's important to understand that people with asthma may be 100% fit and well at times, while at other times they may suffer a serious attack needing hospital treatment. So as I said, asthma is a chronic ongoing disease and it's there in the background all of the time. So teachers and carers are really in a position to identify if a child is having a flare-up or an attack and whether urgent action may be needed. So there are three things teachers and carers can look out for, and all three of these could be very helpful for a child with asthma. Firstly, being able to tell if the child's asthma is poorly controlled. Secondly, to be able to recognize and deal with a flare-up or an asthma attack that happens at school or when the child is being looked after by a carer or a relative or even by a friend's parent if the child is having a sleepover. And the third is that teachers and carers may actually be able to identify those children who have possible asthma who have not yet been diagnosed. So one of the ways that a teacher or a carer can tell if a child's asthma is poorly controlled is if the child misses school due to asthma, or if the child seems very tired in the daytime because they've been awake during the night due to asthma symptoms. Nighttime symptoms that wake a child are serious symptoms of asthma and shouldn't be ignored. Another warning sign that a child's asthma is uncontrolled is if the child gets symptoms that is coughing, wheezing or breathlessness during games or sport, or if they need to use their reliever inhaler for these symptoms. So these would be reasons to discuss the child with their parents and possibly suggest an asthma checkup with the child's doctor so that preventive treatment can be changed if necessary. As I mentioned, a teacher may also be alerted to identify a child who has possible asthma but hasn't yet been diagnosed and this should be mentioned to the parents. So these children may get symptoms suggestive of asthma that's coughing, wheezing or breathlessness, which can happen during games or sport, or if they have to laugh, or if you may note that they get repeated or recurrent episodes of these symptoms. Remember I said asthma is there all the time, and symptoms or flare-ups come and go. Now there are another group of children that teachers should be aware of, 
And these are children who have not been diagnosed yet with asthma, and yet they have been prescribed inhalers, which they're using in school. If you're aware of any of these children who are using inhalers, but who you're not aware have asthma, it would be helpful for the child if you suggest that the parents consult the child's doctor and ask a question whether the child has asthma, and if not, then why are they using asthma medication in school? Okay, so let's now consider identifying and treating asthma flare-ups or attacks that happen in school or if the child has been cared for at or away from home. It's really important for carers and teachers to know about the treatment used for this disease, how to prevent attacks from happening, and how to recognise danger signs, and to know what to do when a flare-up or an attack happens. This inflammation or irritation in the lungs causes three things to happen. First, there is swelling around the walls of the air passages or swelling within the walls of the air passages. Second, the muscles around the air passages get tightened and this is called spasm or bronchospasm. And the third is that phlegm or mucus collects inside the air passages. So these are all effects of inflammation. And the effect of these three things is that the air passages get obstructed or narrowed, and as a result, it becomes difficult to breathe air and oxygen into the lungs. And this is clearly dangerous. Children with asthma should all be provided by their own doctor with a self-management plan, which explains the different medications that have been prescribed for the child and how to tell when their asthma is out of control and also what to do when that happens. So it's really important that teachers and carers are provided with copies of the child's asthma self-management plan. Now on the treatment for asthma, there are two kinds of drugs used. These are the preventers and the relievers. The preventers are also called controller drugs because what they do is they control asthma as well as prevent attacks. So these preventers are usually prescribed to be used regularly once or twice a day. And they're prescribed mostly as inhalers and sometimes as tablets. The inhaled preventers are called inhaled steroids or inhaled corticosteroids. And the tablets are called leukotriene receptor antagonists. And that's abbreviated to LTRAs. Sometimes these leukotriene receptor antagonist tablets can cause side effects of serious behavior or mood changes. And if you notice this in a child, especially if you're aware that their, their treatment's recently been changed or they've recently been prescribed tablets for their asthma, the parents and the child's doctor should be notified urgently of the behaviour or mood change that the child is experiencing. The reliever drugs for asthma are either short-acting or long-acting. And the short-acting ones work in minutes and are used for immediate relief of symptoms. The commonest kind of short-acting reliever is usually 
but not always in a blue inhaler. And these are intended to be used for relief of symptoms and for flare-ups or attacks where they're used in higher dosages. These blue relievers only work to relax the muscles around the air passages. So they do give relief, but they only work for about four hours. And most importantly, they do not work against the inflammation that causes the asthma and therefore should not be used as the only medication for asthma. The main treatment for asthma is a preventer to control the asthma inflammation and also to prevent attacks. The self-management plan from the child's doctor will also provide details on how to recognize poor asthma control, which drugs are the relievers and which ones are the controllers, and it will provide advice on what to do when the child's asthma is out of control. So a teacher or anyone caring for children with asthma, especially when they're away from home, should always have a copy of the child's self-management plan provided by the child's doctor. In addition, when a child is away from home, and that's at school or um, staying away from home for holiday or on a school outing, the parents should make sure that the teacher or carer is provided with information about their child's asthma and also that they are provided with enough medication so that if asthma flare-ups occur, they can be safely dealt with. In addition, if the child has a peak flow meter, that should also be made available for the teacher or the carer to use if the child has a flare-up. So whoever has responsibility for a child with asthma, and you might be a teacher, a carer, a relative or a childminder, you need to know firstly that the child has asthma. Also, because some children with asthma also have allergic conditions, which may sometimes cause life-threatening attacks if exposed to the things that they're allergic to, you need information on those allergies and how to deal with them while waiting for help. Okay, so how would a teacher or a carer know that a child's asthma was getting worse and that urgent action is needed? Most importantly, find out from the child's parents how they know and how they can tell when their child's asthma is out of control or going out of control. So what are the warning signs in their child that the parents are aware of? And add this information to the child's school record so that others know about this. Often, the child themselves will know when they're going into an asthma flare-up, and so it's really important to take the child seriously if they say their asthma is troubling them or getting worse. The symptoms of an asthma flare-up are coughing, wheezing, which is a whistling noise coming from the chest, breathlessness or difficulty in breathing. Now, if a child is wheezing and you can hear that whistling noise, that's a sign that the air passages are tight and urgent action is needed. Now, these flare-ups or attacks can be triggered or set off by a number of different things, and these are called trigger factors. Examples of trigger factors include virus infections, animals like cats, dogs, horses, exercise, 
laughter, exposure to smoke or strong-smelling perfumes, or fumes from gas burners. In addition, some children who have asthma are also allergic to some foods, and these children may have emergency treatment available for severe allergic reactions. This is usually in the form of an injector which contains adrenaline. These injectors are relatively easy to use and the instructions are usually clear on the device itself. But if a child has an adrenaline injector or they've had a previous attack called an anaphylaxis attack, make sure that the parents share the demonstration device with you so that you can see exactly how to use it because you don't often have much time to use this while waiting for emergency help to arrive. So it's important to know what causes the child's asthma to flare up, and it should be detailed on the self-management plan, which has been issued by the child's doctor. An anaphylaxis plan would also be issued by the child's doctor or allergy specialist. In addition to the symptoms, there are other signals that could help a teacher or a carer to tell how bad the asthma flare-up is. If the child is not able to talk in sentences, or if the child is clearly getting more and more tired or exhausted due to difficulty breathing, these are danger signs. Rapid or fast breathing, so more than 30 breaths a minute, or fast pulse rate, more than 120 pulse beats per minute, are also danger signs. If the child is struggling to breathe, or having difficulty breathing looking at the front of the neck where it joins the chest, you may see the area sucking in when the child breathes. Now that's a serious sign of airway obstruction. If the child's skin is going blue, or if the child is confused or unable to stay awake, these are serious signs of a bad asthma attack. So if any of these things are present, or you're concerned at all about the child, Call for emergency help and notify the parents. I must add that even in some children who are having an asthma flare-up, none of these signs may be present or obvious, and that even applies in a severe attack. So if a child says that they're having trouble breathing and you can't see any of these signs of serious attacks, take the child seriously, and while you're waiting for help, then have a look at the child's self-management plan and follow the instructions in there. Now, if a child has a peak flow meter, ask them to test themselves by blowing into the meter. Often, a child may know what their best reading is, and so you'd be able to tell whether the child is blowing a low reading during this flare-up. In either event, the child's best or usual peak flow reading should be written inside their self-management plan. And if the reading they get is below 60% of their best, that's an emergency signal that the attack is severe and emergency services should be called, reliever medication should be used according to the child's plan while waiting for help to arrive. If the child has had anaphylaxis, which is a severe allergic reaction in the past, the child will have the adrenaline injector. Often the child may know how to use it, but if not, 
um, you should use it according to the plan and emergency help should be called at the same time. The child self-management plan will detail which is the child's drug to be used for the flare-ups. Now this is usually salbutamol. In some countries salbutamol is also called albuterol and the other drug that uh, is used for quick relief is called tibutaline. These inhalers are usually but not always blue. So if the child has started getting any of these symptoms they should follow their plan and take their blue inhaler one or two puffs that's one at a time using a spacer inhaler if that's what they usually use. Now most children who are younger will use a spacer and that's a plastic tube that attaches to their inhaler. There are videos on the internet that demonstrate how these inhalers and spacers should be used and it would be helpful for carers and teachers to watch these so they are prepared for emergencies and don't have to learn on the spot when a child is needing their help. If the child hasn't got their blue reliever inhaler with them, there may be one available for emergency use in the school. All depends on the school policy. Ideally, schools should have an emergency salbutamol, usually a blue inhaler, um, available as well as a disposable spacer device to use in emergencies. If a spacer is not available, and the child is having trouble using the blue inhaler, then simply making a hole in the base of a paper coffee cup and sticking the inhaler through this, or alternatively, by rolling a piece of paper into a funnel shape and using that with a wide side over the child's mouth and nose while inserting the inhaler through the smaller side of the funnel and then actuating it. The blue reliever should help the child by making it easier to breathe and that effect should last for four hours. So if the inhaler does not help or it does, not, or it does help but the relief does not last for four hours then emergency assistance from the child's doctor or the emergency services should be obtained and of course the parents should be informed. If the inhaler did help and emergency assistance was not needed it's very important to inform the parents that the child needed their reliever in school because that may alert the child's doctor that their asthma is not well controlled. The child's asthma management plan will also provide details of what to do if the child's breathing difficulty is getting worse. This will usually include instructions to use more of the blue inhaler, one puff at a time, up to 10 puffs while waiting for help to arrive. Now some children will be prescribed a combination inhaler, that is it contains a preventer, which is an inhaled corticosteroid, as well as a fast-acting, long-acting reliever. This drug is called Formoterol. And this combination should be used regularly, once or twice a day, and should also be used for relief of symptoms. So the one inhaler does two things. It provides ongoing prevention to control the asthma and to prevent attacks, and it also gives relief from symptoms. So these children may not be prescribed a blue inhaler. This is called Maintenance and Reliever Therapy, or MART, M-A-R-T, and the Child Self-Management Plan will provide details of how many puffs are allowed 
before emergency help should be called. However, if a child is on this form of treatment and their flare-up is not improving with their inhaler, it would be safer to call for help early rather than later. One very clear message from my experience and from tragedies that have happened is that if a child's asthma goes out of control, this is a potentially serious problem and immediate treatment according to the child's personal asthma management plan should be used. And if the child doesn't improve or if they deteriorate and get worse, then either their doctor or the emergency services should be contacted as well as the parents. Of course, if you as a teacher or a carer are concerned about a child's asthma, then don't delay calling for help. So in summary, asthma is a chronic ongoing disease that is characterized by episodes of flare-ups or attacks which could be dangerous. Teachers and carers need to know which children in their classes or in their care have asthma. Every school should have a policy for identifying pupils who have asthma, for identifying their needs and for recording their medication as well as their own personal self-management plan which has been issued by their doctor. And in addition, an emergency process for dealing with emergencies should be in place in the school. You should ask the parents for a copy of the child's self-management plan, which has been provided by the doctor, because this plan will provide information on medication, including preventer medication, as well as um, the medication that should be used in an emergency. In addition, the plan will provide information on how to recognise flare-ups and what to do if this happens. So if the child has new asthma symptoms, that's coughing, wheezing or breathlessness, that needs to be taken seriously and treated according to the child's management plan, usually by using the reliever inhaler. And finally, if you are concerned or worried about the child, or if the reliever does not provide relief, or if that relief does not last for four hours, then emergency help should be called for and the parents should be informed. You should not hesitate to call the parents or emergency services if you are at all concerned. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.